Welcome back to The Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay, and this is Reality Asserts Itself on The Real News Network. We're continuing our series of interviews with Glenn Ford, the executive editor of Black Agenda Report. Thanks for joining us again, Glenn. Thanks for the invite. And once again, if you want to know more about Glenn's biography, there's stuff down here beneath the video player, but watch part one and part two. It's kind of all about his biography. But uh, let's let's start talking a little bit more about today's politics and 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 and, and there's a phrase you use uh, self-determination self-determinist um, and I'm, I'm not i'm not quite sure whether that means for you that it's connected with the concept of sort of uh, black nations you know and the, you know in the history of american politics there's been this concept even of a geographically cut out black nation in the south um, when you use it what does it mean? Well, I'm of the school of thought that black Americans do constitute uh, a nation. Uh, it's not necessarily uh, connected to a land base, although uh, black folks uh, origins uh, and grew into a people uh, in, of course, the slave states and in, in the South. Uh, but the idea that a, a people must have a designated land area in order to be a nation uh, would log it would logically follow that if you take away that land, they are no longer a nation. And, uh, well, that doesn't make sense. You can't denationalize a people simply by driving them off the land or their migration uh, away from a land. You could actually, uh, you know, as a Canadian, I can see, you can somewhat compare it to Quebec in a way. I mean, uh, you know, a population are, you know, uh, either sent to or, or immigrate to or in terms of pioneer, come to Quebec, and they're essentially an extension of France. But over hundreds of years, it becomes become the nation of Quebec. Else. They're no That's longer right. what, what they were when they arrived. That's right. And, and the, you know, black America has a very, very uh, unique history in, in terms of, of, of the diaspora. And it is over a period of, of generations uh, that this unique uh, people develop their their own way of looking at the world, as all other people uh, do, uh, their own common reference points, uh, their own internal uh, dynamic uh, in terms of creating a leadership that has a legitimacy, all of the characteristics that other uh, national uh, groupings uh, share. Uh, black America has, there are two, basically two uh, tendencies that have uh, been in uh, conflict uh, ever since there's been something that you could call black America. Uh, one is the self-determinationist tendency. Uh, that is the uh, political tendency that says black folks uh, have every right to organize uh, among each other uh, for their own uh, goals, regardless of what the larger society, i.e. Uh, white folks, uh, think. Uh, and that that is uh, legitimate. Uh, there is also the, what I call, the representationist strain, uh, which says uh, that black folks uh, should have representation uh, at all strata of the general uh, society, uh, and that this can uh, be achieved, and black progress should be measured uh, by the extent to which there are blacks in business, blacks uh, uh, in 
politics, uh, blacks in all of the, of the various strata, and that this does not require any transformation of society. Now, these are not two warring camps and never have been uh, in black America with the self-determinationists lined up on one side of the, of the room and the representationists lined up on the other. Actually, these two tendencies co coexist in, in, in conflict. Uh, in every black uh, brain, uh, and they are at war sometimes uh, uh, you know, with, with, e with each other. And, and I think that all black politics actually flows from this, from this two-ness. One, uh, the imperative uh, to, uh, to build a world uh, that is worthy of black people, uh, and the other uh, to to achieve uh, black representation in the larger society. Because it does have to be both, doesn't it? Well, in, in fact, uh, one struggles on both, both levels. If, if you have it. And, and during, during the time of segregation, there was very little uh, conflict uh, between the two. Uh, that is, uh, since black people were shut out uh, almost totally uh, from political uh, uh, office, uh, shut out almost totally from business, shut out of white society in, uh, entirely uh, in this American apartheid uh, system, uh, then there was uh, no conflict. Once the, 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 uh, the black movement uh, opened doors so that black people could um, uh, become involved in the corporate world, uh, could uh, uh, become mayors and, and uh, big political heavy hitters, uh, then the contradictions between these two, these two tendencies become, become well, clear. Well, that's exact. I was about to say, this also has a class character to this question, because it's one thing to seek representation in the corporate world or the, you know, the world of elite politics, you know, this two-party system and, and you could even become president. Um, it's one thing to have that. It's another thing to have oppositional groups that are not only black, that are, you know, that include all people who you would think have an interest to fight this system, which will be made up of whites and Hispanics and blacks. So that issue of representation also exists in that front, does it not? If having black faces in high places is the measure of black progress, uh, then the attainment of a black president is the highest, uh, uh, the highest goal that we could possibly uh, uh, achieve or aspire to. Uh, but if self, black self-determination uh, is, is the goal, uh, then the disenfranchisement of, of Detroit, uh, and in fact half of the uh, black population of Michigan shows us to be at a nadir of black struggle by that kind of measure. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that this issue of, let me give you concrete, because I, I see this, in, you know, I'm new to Baltimore, but I, I can see it happening here and I've seen it in other places, where, where the idea of self-determination in black organizations, when you're talking in the, in the oppositional amongst the people, not amongst the elites, can have a kind of uh, thing, uh, create a kind of politics where you have like white left politics over here and black left politics over here and not a heck of a lot of cooperation in between. A few organizations where you find black and white leadership, but 
less, certainly less now, I think, than there was in the 1960s. Um, and and what I'm saying is that this issue of self-determination has a different character based on class. That, that, that if to become president, I'm not sure what that achieved for African Americans to get a black president. I know you argue it may have been almost a step back rather than a step forward in terms of the effect on people's preparedness to fight. Uh, but when you're talking amongst oppositional forces, it's, it's a different question, isn't it? Well, first of all, uh, we still have a very deeply segregated society. So if we're talking about black Baltimore, we're talking about a segregated uh, uh, city. And so, uh, of, of, of course, the organizations that are fighting for the various neighborhoods in Baltimore, which are black neighborhoods, uh, are going to be producing uh, essentially all black organizations. Uh, that is to be expected. Uh, if we're talking about uh, diversity as some kind of goal unto itself, uh, I, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, accepted uh, as, uh, as, as, as being the standard uh, for organizing. You, you move people uh, where they are. And if we are uh, basically in, in a very segregated society, we're going uh, to have and should have organizations that reflect that reality. Oh, no, no question. Uh, but but for, I'll give you an example. Uh, we're having a conversation the other day um, about a, an organization that wants to try to influence the outcome of a particular school. And they use the phrase, some of the people use the phrase, because I know within the organization there's debate about this, there should be black control of the school. And so I asked, well, why isn't it community control of the school? And for, and, and for one reason is, is the, the city council is black. The person who's standing in now, they're looking for a new head of the, you know, the, the area, department responsible for schools, but that person's black. And if it's just a question of black control of the schools, they have, it kind of is black control of the school because you have a black elite here that has these political positions. The community says the people in the community, and there probably is 95% black people in that community, although I think there's a, there is a growing Hispanic population. I'm not sure if there's a poor white, not much, but in that particular area. And if that community is not choosing the people who, in fact, control the schools, then we don't have black control. We just have uh, black folks who are in nominal uh, positions of power, uh, but there is not black power. Not if you add a class character to it. Not if you yeah. add just a, a popular well, they uh, character I mean, not many, to it. Not many if, people voted, if, but they voted. If, if the 95% black community uh, was actually empowered, you would logically have uh, a, a, a black folks in charge, but they would be folks who were representing that community, uh, not black folks who were chosen by, let's say, the bankers uh, to put a black face on banker rule of the community. Yeah, I mean, and we can make that analogy of, going all the way up to the presidency. Yeah, I mean, but, but so then, then what's stopping that? Actually, there's no contradiction, and no, I think I mean, it's a why, false why, why aren't? No, no, I'm saying, then why aren't black, like in a city like Baltimore, I mean, you're not from here, but you, you, it's not, I don't think it's too dissimilar in other places, maybe. Uh, but there isn't much going on other than the official candidates and the official party machine, and there isn't much of a challenge to them. Yes, almost all black political activity has been sucked up 
uh, into the Democratic Party. And even if all the operatives in a ward or most of them in the city it itself are black, uh, the Democratic Party is beholden uh, to other forces in society, cannot move without the okay of those other forces. And so even if you seem to have a black Democratic Party on the march, they're marching to somebody else's tune. Uh, let me go back to one point you made earlier. I mean, I, th I mean, I think you're completely correct. In a majority black city, and you start dealing with local issues, you're going to have majority, if not completely black, organizations. That that is, the people who are being affected. But I'm talking about a need for when you're taking on broader issues, or if you actually want to deal with statewide politics. You know, there is going to be a, a need for united fronts. There's going to be a need for organizations that are not all black if you want to win. I mean, you cannot control, for example, the state of Maryland just with a black organization. Um, even in the city of Baltimore, especially if you include the county, uh, there's a large non-black population. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of interest to try to change the situation as well. I, mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt African-Americans are suffering the most in this situation. But there are a lot of other people suffering too. Sure. And, you know, let, let, let's, let's forget about uh, the complexional uh, aspects of this. Uh, black America is the most left-leaning uh, constituency in the United States. Yeah, the the yeah. social justice issue has always uh, been central uh, to black politics, but that does not mean uh, that there is not conflict. And the conflict uh, stems uh, from, from the basic uh, social justice progressivism of black folks in the rank and file and those leaders who have been chosen uh, and given access uh, to the implements of at least nominal power uh, by forces outside of the community. So we have to wage constant struggle within the community, uh, not to just have black faces uh, in place, uh, but to have democracy within this black nation. And if we have democracy, uh, then we will have a kind of uh, a representation uh, that is quite to the left of the rest of America. And, and, and does that force, if you have this as this process unfolds, and I, I, see, I think it means, eventually it, it has to, does not, does not this force have to help lead the whole rest of the society? By definition, if we're talking about a takeover of the state of Maryland, uh, the, the black component of that coalition, <laughs> if it is actually reflective of the constituency, should be the most uh, progressive uh, element of that coalition. It should be the driving uh, force uh, for, for whatever progressive uh, value that coalition uh, has. Yeah, because I mean, that's some of the conversations I'm getting into here as I'm trying to understand the, the politics here, is that, you know, this, this, the, the best and brightest and to my mind, most progressive of the African-American community, they have to start imagining that they're going to be the leaders of the whole society. Well, Dr. King doesn't mean they don't also organize as a people, but they also have to organize 
and be leaders of the whole people. That's what Dr. King was talking about when he said that black folks, and I'm paraphrasing him here, have the burden of having to be the soul of America. And, and he saw it uh, as a burden, uh, that we not, not only have our internal struggle uh, with our Uncle Toms of old, and we have different names for them now, uh, but there is also the fact that if the black community uh, is not organized in ways that reflect the progressive character of our people, then there is no possibility of an effective left movement for the country as a whole. So the fate of progressive politics in the United States uh, is dependent on this internal struggle in black America uh, uh, between uh, th those who uh, want transformation of society and, and those uh, who have attached themselves uh, to the powers that be. All right, to be continued. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on Reality Asserts Itself on the Real News Network.